Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast. We are glad to be live in Orlando, Florida at SmileCon 2023. We are thankful to everybody who's here listening to us live, Dental Assistants, we appreciate you so much. We also appreciate this next guest, dear friend of mine, and I'm so thankful she uh, she showed up in Orlando to talk to me, and that is the lovely and talented Teresa Duncan. TD, what's up? Hey, Kevin. Good to see you. It's good to see you. Would you just take a minute to introduce yourself? Because if people don't know who Teresa Duncan is, well, they need to. So so if you have anything to do with insurance or treatment planning in the office, then I'm your girl. Uh, I love insurance. I know a lot of people don't love insurance, but um, I try to make it fun and easy. Right. So my company is Odyssey Management, and I have online courses. I have podcasts. I have a book. And Kevin, you and I do a podcast together, too. We do do a podcast together. Chew on this. Oh, that God, that's <laughs> scary right there. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Chew on this podcast. We'll make sure you check that out because Teresa and I have fun with some of the uh, stories that we see float through the uh, the interwebs, as we say. Sparkly glitter dentures and people who go to Turkey for teeth. They call them turkey teeth. Turkey teeth. Not kidding. It's the truth. So you'll absolutely have to check out you on this. But I want to I want to pick your brain because we're coming toward the end of the year here. There's a lot of things going on that I think are going to be big trends for 2024. And I want to start with, if, check out our last episode. I had Katie Polson on. We talked about dental AI and the, all the changes that are coming with AI and dentistry. You're keeping up with that as well and what that means for insurance. So I'm curious what you're seeing on that side of things. It is, it's very interesting on the other side. So just for context, um, one of the big organizations that I'm a member of and I work closely with, in addition to the ADA, is the National Association of Dental Plans. And so I get to talk to a lot of insurance uh, examiners, a lot of insurance marketing people, and just basically finding out why they're using the tools that they use. And then I bring it back to the office and hopefully that gives us a little bit of an advantage in the office. Now, what I'm seeing is they do use AI just like we do, Okay. but it's, I know it's terrifying that to think of AI being used against claims. So I just want to put your audience a little bit at ease here. Yeah. Uh, I think there's, there's good utilization of AI for claims. And the reason being is that we have a lot of not so honest dentists out there. I hate to say it. There's always like one or two bad apples that ruins the whole bunch, right? So what they're looking for are these standout dentists, the ones that are anomalies. Like they do, they have super high utilization without actually doing the work. They bill incredulously billing. Um, so AI is good for picking that out. But I, 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 we've been doing AI. They've been using AI in claims processing for years. I don't think a lot of people realize like for years because the whole process of your claims going through the system and not getting selected, that's actually AI that's clarifying everything oh. and then sending it on. Okay. So we've been, they've been using it for a while and then they, they tag the ones they want to evaluate. So that's a good use of it. Um, are they going to utilize it against us in order to not pay claims? I mean, that is a yeah. possibility. That's the big question I get. Yeah. But I, this is what was explained to me by a couple um, insurance executives um, one in particular was really like, you need to tell people this. Um, it, it, right now, they deny a pretty minuscule amount of claims. If you look at the total claim volume, it's like a t little bitty bunch of claims that get denied. I know it feels like it's all from your office. Like that's, I know that's the <laughs> feeling, right? But what happened, they, they told me that if, if it actually comes to pass that they start denying more claims, there's going to be such an outrage from the dentist. Um, it would be a PR disaster for them if they really use AI to deny claims. Um, 
they're right now struggling with a customer service overload, just like they, we can't find good people. They're having a hard time finding good people. And so their, their lines are already overwhelmed. A lot of them are outsourcing right to overseas. They just, if they were to unleash that and deny, start denying more claims, their customer service costs go through the roof. Yeah. So I, I don't think it's as widespread now as people think it is, but it's a, it's a, it's a pretty big boogeyman that's out there. So one of the other things that I've heard, and I, I want you to tell me if this is true or not, is that AI is also picking up that there are dental practices that are sending out the same radiograph for like different people. But they're trying to make it real easy. True? Oh, absolutely. They've been doing that for a while, actually. So one of the very early um, softwares out there, I believe it's called Fraud Lens, um, years ago, even just the the film x-rays, they were looking for things like that. And you hear, I hear it all the time. They There's doctors that they know, number 15, they send this x-ray. Number 13, they send this x-ray. Uh, okay. And they actually, before AI, they actually would know the, they would recognize the x-rays like that's how blatant it was so yeah i mean it, but the ai is going to be used to find those those shady dentists and hopefully that keeps gets them to do the straight and narrow yeah so, I hope, I think it's a good use of AI. absolutely and i and i hope dental assistants will help those shady dentists not be so shady and will real slim shady please stand up but anyway uh, let's talk about dental assistance for just a second and some of the things that you're seeing that have really changed this year. You and I were talking about the, the uppance, I don't know if that's a word, but the uppance of scanning, uh, that is going on right now. Is that a trend that you're saying? Yeah. And actually it's a really good skill for an assistant to have to, to start really being good at scanning because it's something that takes time, obviously, and it's in the doctor's chair usually. Although I've talked to a couple offices where they have just a separate room for scanning and it's not a, it's not a huge operatory. It's just a kind of small room. They get you in there for the scanning and then that's just one less footprint, like a treatment room, right? Okay. Like a treat, well, treatment presentation room. Yeah. So uh, you do that. But uh, there's so many ways to differentiate yourself as, a, as an assistant that if your doctor's willing to train you on scanning whole mouth, take him up on it or her up on it because... That's a valuable skill to have. And something maybe the assistant pokes the dentist and says, I want to learn this as well? Of course, yeah. I, so I always grew up being told, you're not going to get anything if you don't ask for it. Oh, yeah. And oh, so, yeah. you know, if you want to start doing something in the office, maybe the doctor just hasn't thought about, oh, yeah, maybe I could let him or her do that. Okay. So why not? So you and I have talked a lot about the hiring shortages, the things that are going on in our industry, and I'm curious because we always talk about the importance of cross-trained assistants. Is this upping cross-trained assisting, but on a necessity level more than the way they should be doing it level? Does that make sense? I, I think it is a necessity level because if when you take a look at the offices that are being really squeezed by low PPO margins, the only way to really be profitable is to, is to really distribute the workforce very well. The doctor is able to earn more per minute, per hour, per chair. And this is something that, yes, it's going to result in, in work, but it shouldn't be an expense at that point. So, yeah, if an assistant can go into a smaller room, scan, that's that's great. I mean, it's just like taking x-rays in a separate chair or not having the doctor take x-rays. Yeah. So, and, and doctors don't want to take x-rays. And I know quite a few that haven't taken any x-rays and if they in years. And if they take an x-ray, it's going to be terrible. So let the assistant shine in that, right? Oh, absolutely. We always let the assistant shine. I mean, come on. So what are some other trends that our assistants need to know about 
that you're seeing for 2024 and some things maybe they need to be working on their skill sets? So Clara Liners is huge in the market. It's only getting bigger. Um, if you are skilled in the delivering of the clear aligners and the, the maintenance visits or even taking the phone calls and helping the dentist to, you know, get the message out, hey, it's time to switch this and it's time to reevaluate you for this. Um, that's going to be very helpful. I think so many offices offer clear aligners because there's not much insurance involved in that. Okay. So to be able to contribute to that is a, a real, I mean, that's a value, right? I, I know you're honest with Seems to do the, I was going to say, I lost it. Seems to do most of the scanning. Um, and that, that, I mean, how great is that? The director just looks at the case on the, the monitor and plans it out, but not having to do, imp- we've come a long way from impressions. We have. Stone. We have, you're right. Pretty cool. But I also see them moving um, into the financial presentation world as well. So treatment planning, yeah, they've always kind of been there for the conversations, but really strong assistants are taking on that whole treatment plan presentation role. And uh, that's another thing that just is so time consuming. Yeah. And if they can prove themselves to be valuable there, that's great. We also have a shortage of office managers and admin people too. So, you know, if an assistant can do d- double duty, that's great. And honestly, they should be compensated well for being able to have that kind of, you know, range of abilities. You read my mind because I was going office managers next because I know you were, well, you were here in Orlando at the ADOM meeting uh, back in September. I was unfortunately not able to make that, but I heard that it was great. I also heard that there was, you know, it, it, there's a lot of talk among the office managers about what's going on as far as hiring. What are you hearing from them that they're looking for maybe in assistance now? And is ghosting getting any better than it was? I would love to say it's getting better, but I don't see it. I just don't. I mean, and anecdotally, hearing all the talk at the ADOM meeting is, it didn't make me feel better that we were going in a better direction. Okay. Um, you know, I've always been an advocate for going out and telling people how wonderful dentistry is and trying to pull people in. Um, but unfortunately, it's, I don't think it's happening like it could be. I think we need more people to want to come into the office and get to know us. And I think the best way to do that is to find people who aren't in dentistry already. And so I'm seeing a lot of managers actually going to outside sources and bringing in teams, not just for assistance, but for other, other jobs. Yeah. Um, the unfortunate piece of, of dental assisting is that it's a hard job. It's a hard on the body. It's hard. I mean, you're running around everywhere. Um, and so when you get somebody in there that hasn't done that before and maybe they were at a desk job, that's a, that's a whole different day that it's that true. person has. Absolutely. You know, I did it for years. If I had to come back and do it, I don't, I don't think I could do it. I don't No, I don't think I could. What <laughs> so, if you went back in time, you know, and told yourself, hey. No, I was a terrible assistant. You know this. I was terrible. I was, no, I, it was not good. That's why I went up front. <laughs> so. so is it a... Smart thing in your opinion, we never want to lose our assistants, but I would rather lose our assistants to the front office than lose them out of the industry. Is it a smart thing for assistants to start looking at what it takes to become an office manager? An office manager or an insurance coordinator. So being an office manager means you have to really like people and managing people. And honestly, a lot of assistants, that's not their personality, I have found, but they really like solving puzzles. Okay. So insurance coordinator, that position, if they're not scared off by it, some of the best insurance coordinators I've ever trained have all been assistants. Um, and, because, and it's because they've got good clinical background 
So they understand what needs to be sent in. They understand why documentation, why this documentation is awful versus this one. Um, and so if they're inclined to do that, uh, I think, again, most of the most, the most successful insurance partners I've ever taught have been, have been clinical assistants. Now, if you want to be an office manager, that's great. Um, and I, I was one for years, but yeah. that comes with lots of problems and lots of, you know, staff making sure that everybody's happy and not everybody has that personality. You know, it's the old grass is always greener on the other side, but it may be AstroTurf, right? It's, it, it is. Right. And really bad AstroTurf. Right? <laughs> really with bad. Patches, it's already been stained with other things. So, <laughs> uh, so speaking of stained, I'm curious. Uh, I don't even know. What a transition. Yeah. So we talked about AI being kind of a trend for 2024 whenever it comes to dentistry, whenever it comes to insurance. What are you seeing as something our assistants need to kind of be on the watch for as the calendar turns? I think patient communications using AI, I mean, it was a, um, it's a very fascinating topic. Uh, to me, uh, and I loved presenting treatment, having AI makes that 100% more impactful. Like I could have closed so many cases if I'd had AI um, for the images and all that, because people are so visual. So I would say um, if, you're, if you are clinically minded and you're able to really talk to what you're seeing on the screen, I think you should, you should be able to utilize that. Um, I know there's a big push in the industry to have more formal OSHA and HIPAA training, yes. and yeah. that is um, that lends itself perfectly to that role. Um, and it's really funny. I just had uh, somebody on my podcast, and she's an infection control person, and she's rabid about infection control like I'm rabid about insurance. Yep. And we were both joking that the biggest issue is not presenting the topic. It's keeping people excited about the topic because you don't really okay. see that people are like, ooh, an insurance class, but then they have fun when they come, right? And it's the same for infection control. But when you have more attention to infection control, thanks to COVID, thanks yeah. to lots of other things, um, they're going to need an actual officer. And look at the training that OSEP has developed oh, for that. Gosh, yeah. So that tells me that that's going to be an actual specialized role. I know some of the corporate settings and hospital settings, that's an actual dedicated role. So there's room for growth there, I think. Yeah, OSAP.org, OSAP.org. If you dental assistants have not checked that out, that's the go-to source for infection control in the industry. Uh, any bold prediction from you? Yeah, for our industry heading into next year. You know, you and I love to talk about trends in our industry, and I didn't prep you for this, but I'm really curious. What is there a bold prediction coming? I think you enjoy too much when you catch me off guard. I do. Of so, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I just I have to go to insurance very quickly. Yeah. Um, what is interesting to me is so many dentists have lost have left networks. I mean, there's still plenty in oh, networks. There's yeah. still more people in network than out. So yeah. let's be clear about that. Um, but I'm seeing now that there's this it wasn't as bad as I thought it was conversation that's happening around me. And I I now get like these consultation calls where they wanted to talk about, OK, I think I'm ready to do it. I've heard it's doable. What they've done is since COVID, they've watched their colleagues do it and not close down. Yeah. So now I think there's a little bit more willingness to walk away from contracts. Okay. Um, and that actually is going to lead to patients having more choice. And honestly, your marketing skills, your treatment plan presentation skills, everything has to be on point now because we're going to be competing on what it used to be, which was patient experience. And I love that return. All right. So I'm going to plug the Chew on This podcast that Teresa and I do together. I'm also going to plug her other podcast that she does without me, heartbroken, but still she does. It's called Nobody Told Me That. 
and it is a great podcast. Uh, you know, you have a very wide range of guests on there too. It's not an insurance podcast per se, which I love. Insurance and management. I just had the California Dental Association on. I did a panel discussion of doctors who were at different stages of their career. And it's just fun. It's just fun to hear what's going on out in the industry. So we love that stuff, that old industry stuff. We get into the trends. We love that kind we of do. stuff. All right, Teresa, real quick, plug uh, where they can find you and outside of the podcasting world, of course. So you can go to my site, odysseymgmt.com. And I have an online insurance class that you're welcome to take. And it's not coding. It's all about how to manage insurance. Uh, you can find me um, on stage, usually somewhere, right? At somewhere. the big meetings and talking totally. about management and insurance. And would love to say hi to more of you. Yeah, she is a wealth of information. Somebody, if you don't know Teresa, you absolutely need to know her. Uh, she's a dear friend as well as uh, one of the best sources of information I have in this industry. Teresa, thanks, pal. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. And thanks to all of you who have listened to this episode. We are so glad to have been asked to be here in Orlando. Dental assistance matter. We know that. We're thankful to SmileCon. Acknowledge that by having our podcast here. And until next time, it's Kevin Henry, the founder of Dental Assistant Nation, signing off and wishing you nothing but success ahead.